Chapter One of Bransford of Rainbow Range by Eugene Manlove Rhodes. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter One: The Pitcher That Went to the Well. When I bend my head low and listen at the ground, I can hear vague voices that I used to know stirring in dim places, faint and restless sound. I remember how it was when the grass began to grow. Song of the Wandering Dust anna hampstead branch the pines thinned as she neared rainbow rim the turfy glades grew wider she had glimpses of open country beyond until at last crossing a little spit of high ground she came to the fairest spot in all her voyage of exploration and discovery she sank down on a fallen log with a little sigh of delight the steep bank of a little canyon broke away at her feet a canyon which here marked the frontier of the pines its farther side overgrown with mahogany bush and chaparral a canyon that fell in long sinuous curves from the silent mystery of forest on rainbow crest behind her to widen just below into a rolling land parked with green-black powder puffs of juniper and cedar and so passed on to mystery again twisting away through the folds of the low and bare gray hills to the westward ere the last stupendous plunge over the rim to the low desert a mile toward the level of the waiting sea facing the explorer across the little canyon a clear spring bubbled from the hillside and fell with pleasant murmur and tinkle to a pool below fringed with lush emerald a spring massed about with wild grapevine shining reeds of arrowweed a tangle of grateful greenery jostling eagerly for the life-giving water draped in clinging vines slim acacias struggled up through the jungle the exquisite fragrance of their purple bells gave a final charm to the fairy chasm but the larger vision the nearer elfin beauty dwindled was lost forgotten afar through a narrow cleft in the gray westward hills the explorer's eye leaped out over a bottomless gulf to a glimpse of shining leagues midway of the desert greatness an ever-widening triangle that rose against the peaceful west to long foothill reaches to a misty mountain parapet far beckoning whispering of secrets things dreamed of unseen beyond the framed and slender arc of vision a land of enchantment and mystery decked with strong barbaric colors blue and red and yellow brown and green and gray whose changing ebb and flow by some potent sorcery of atmosphere distance and angle altered daily hourly deepening fading combining into new and fantastic lines and shapes to melt again as swiftly to others yet more bewildering the explorer it may be mentioned in passing that any other would have found that fairest prospect even more wonderful than did the explorer miss eleanor hoffman we will attempt no clear description of miss eleanor hoffman dusky beautiful she was crisp fresh and sparkling tall vigorous active strong yet she was more than merely beautiful warm and frank and young brave and kind and true perhaps even more than soft curves lips glory of hair or bewildering eyes or altogether her chiefest charm was her manner her frank friendliness 
earth was sweet to her sweeter for her this by way of aside and all to no manner of good you have no picture of her in your mind remember only that she was young the stars to drink from and the sky to dance on young and happy and therefore beautiful that the sun was shining in a cloudless sky the south wind sweet and fresh buds in the willow the piece was rent and shivered by strange sounds as of a giant falling downstairs there was a crash of breaking boughs beyond the canyon a glint of color a swift black body hurling madly through the shrubbery the girl shrank back there was no time for thought hardly for alarm on the farther verge the bushes parted an apparition hurled arching through the sunshine down the sheer hill a glorious and acrobatic horse his black head low between his flashing feet red nostrils wide with rage and fear foam flecks white on the black shoulders a tossing mane a rider straight and tall superb to all seeming an integral part of the horse pitch he never so wildly the girl held her breath through the splintered seconds she thrilled at the shock and storm of them straining muscles and white hoofs lurching stumbling sliding lunging careening in perilous arcs she saw stones that rolled with them or bounded after a sombrero whirled above the dust and tumult like a dilatory parachute a six-shooter jolted up into the air through the dust clouds there were glimpses of a watchful face hair blown back above it a broken rein snapped beside it saddle strings streamed out behind a supple body that swung from curve to easy curve against shock and plunge that swayed and poised and clung and held its desperate dominion still the saddle slipped forward with a motion incredibly swift as a hat is whipped off in a gust of wind it whisked over withers and neck and was under the furious feet swifter the rider cat quick he swerved lit on his feet leaped aside alas o oh, rider beyond compare undefeated champion pride of rainbow alas that such things should be recorded he leaped aside to shun the black frantic death at his shoulder his feet were in the treacherous vines he toppled grasped vainly at an acacia catapulted out and down head first so lit crumpled and fell with a prodigious splash into the waters of the pool ay to me alama the blankets lay strewn along the hill but observe that the long lead rope of the hackamore a hackamore of properly hakima is for your better understanding merely a rope halter was coiled at the saddle horn held there by a stout horn string as the black reached the level the saddle was at his heels to kick was obvious to go away not less so but this new terror clung to the maddened creature in his frenzied flight between his legs in the air at his heels his hip his neck a low tree leaned from the hillside the aerial saddle caught in the forks of it the bronco's head was jerked round he was pulled to his haunches overthrown but the tough horn string broke the freed coil snapped out at him 
he scrambled up and bunched his glorious muscles in a vain and furious effort to outrun the rope that dragged at his heels and so passed from sight beyond the next curve waist deep in the pool sat the hatless horseman or perhaps horseless horsemen were the juster term steeped in a profound calm that last phrase has a familiar sound mark twain's doubtless but all things considered steeped is decidedly the word one gloved hand was in the water the other in the muddy margin of the pool he watched the final evolution of his late mount with meditative interest the saddle was freed at last but its ex-occupant still sat there lost in thought blood trickled unnoted down his forehead the last stone followed him into the pool the echoes died on the hills the spring resumed its pleasant murmur but the tinkle of its fall was broken by the mimic waves of the pool save for this troubled sloshing against the banks the slow settling dust and the contemplative bust of the one-time centaur no trace was left to mark the late disastrous invasion the invader's dreamy and speculative gaze followed the dust of the trailing rope he opened his lips twice or thrice and spoke after several futile attempts in a voice mild but clearly earnest oh you little hippus the spellbound girl rose her hand was at her throat her eyes were big and round and her astonished lips were drawn to a round red o sharp ears heard the rustle of her skirts her soft gasp of amazement the merman turned his head briskly his eyes met hers one gloved hand brushed his brow a broad streak of mud appeared there over which the blood meandered uncertainly he looked up at the maid in silence in silence the maid looked down at him he nodded with a pleasant smile good morning he said casually at this cheerful greeting the astounded maid was near to tumbling after like jill of the song uh good morning she gasped silence the merman reclined gently against the bank with a comfortable air of satisfaction the color came flooding back to her startled face oh are you hurt she cried a puzzled frown struggled through the mud hurt he echoed who me why no leastwise i guess not he wiggled his fingers raised his arms wagged his head doubtfully and slowly first sidewise and then up and down shook himself guardedly and finally raised tentative boot tips to the surface after this painstaking inspection he settled contentedly back again oh no i'm all right he reported only i lost a big black fine young nice horse somehow you ain't seen nothing of him have you then why don't you get out she demanded i believe you're hurt get out why yes ma'am certainly why not but the girl was already beginning to clamber down grasping the shrubbery to aid in the descent now the bank was steep and sheer so the merman rose tactfully clutching the grapevines behind him as a plausible excuse for turning his back it followed as a corollary of this generous act that he must needs be lame which he accordingly became as this mishap became acute his quick eyes roved down the canyon where he saw what gave him pause and he groaned sincerely under his breath 
for the black horse had taken to the parked uplands the dragging rope had tangled in a snaggy tree root and he was tracing weary circles in bootless effort to be free tactful still the dripping merman hobbled to the nearest shade wherefrom the luckless black horse should be invisible eclipsed by the intervening ridge and there sank down in a state of exhaustion his back to a friendly tree trunk End of chapter one